Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Welcome to today's podcast. It is a solo episode and I'm going to be sharing some recommendations with you from books to podcasts and playlists and funny Instagram accounts that I like. I'm also going to share a bit of a life update, touch on a few things that have been happening for me, and I'm going to end this conversation, this podcast with three journal prompts that you might like to use very literally as journaling prompts, or you might like to just use them as reflective food for thought type um, prompts. (laughs) I'm really tired, guys. I'm really tired. So excuse me if I kind of go a little bit blank at times throughout this episode, but I'm just here to get it done. I need to record this episode. And so, yeah, you might like to use those three prompts just as like food for thought. I think it's a nice, nice thing to have at the end of the episode that you can just ponder on. So first things first, I have officially moved into the new house. I've been in here for like nine days now and I love it. I really feel so incredibly grateful and lucky that the boys and I get to call this house our home. And I'm grateful that the timeline worked out and it's just so nice to be in a house that is not surrounded by construction. You know, I think that I'm a pretty tolerant person when it comes to noise and all of that stuff, but it really was getting to me having builders literally looking in windows of my house and the constant noise. It was just like a lot. And the street was always full. Anyway, we're not going to go down that path, but I have no (laughs) naughty builders, as I said on Instagram the other day. And I say they're naughty because they were always breaking the, um, the rules about what time they can start with power tools, dropping scaffolding over the fence, all of that sort of stuff, rubbish. I'm just so happy to be in a really quiet street. Now that said, something, um, like something quite, unsettling happened last night and that's why I'm so tired. I have not slept a wink, but I'm going to save that story for the episode that I record with my little sister and talk about it then. And you'll understand why I'm saving that for that episode because it kind of has a little bit to do with dating as well. So I'll park that story and I'll just say, I had an unsettling night. I'm incredibly tired it made me really upset. And I think today I'm just a bit drained from it. So I'm very much looking forward to bed. But that said, that one bad night aside, I have just loved living here. And I feel like we're really settled. Everything is pretty well unpacked that needs to be unpacked. There are always going to be little things, but 
probably the most annoying thing right now is I still don't have internet. So it's that typical story of I've spent several hours on the phone to Telstra. I was told that it was organized. It's not organized, waiting for a technician. So recording podcasts right now, I feel is a bit hit and miss because I have to do it via my phone, like hotspotting off my phone. But anyway, we don't need to hear that sob story. So personally, I've moved house. A couple of things that have been on my mind right now. I had a meeting up at the boys' school recently, and it was so nice to be able to go up to their school and actually talk to their teachers. With everything really being online last year with the pandemic, there's definitely felt like such a disconnect. And I'm sure so many parents are feeling that in terms of parents not being allowed really to be on school grounds or be as involved as you know you might be when things are normal. So it was really great yesterday to speak to the boys teacher but the meeting was specifically for one of the boys who is a little behind or a lot behind just behind in general um, with literacy and I thought that I would share that because I imagine there are other parents out there who have more than one child and also experience that, that, that thing where people compare your two children. And I'm so grateful to the school that the boys go to because they really do treat students, excuse me, again, my brain is fried today, but they really do treat students as individuals. And it's such a nurturing and loving school. But that said, there were still comparisons about you know, he's not up to the standard of his brother. And they were great, like brilliant. And we had a conversation about how I really try not to go down that that slope of comparing them because it's not a fair comparison. And I've spoken about this before, but I wanted to touch on it again because it just feels relevant. And, you know, one of my other girlfriends is going through something similar with her son at school. So I wanted to touch on it. It's not fair to compare kids to other kids because it is not comparing apples and apples. You can't take the strength of one child, like the area that they are naturally excelling in or an area that they are putting work in to excel and compare that to the area of another child where that's just not not an area that they have a natural inclination or a natural ability. And it's really apparent in twins, you know, like they're the exact same age. And I can see one has this specific skill set and the other has this specific skill set. And I'm always talking to the boys about how important it is to understand that as humans, we have so many different facets. So it's not fair to compare one skill with another skill because it's not equal, you know, I think that's making sense. And I just wanted to remind parents of that and share with you that yes, whilst one of the boys is behind with literacy, the school is so supportive and their plan is just, you know, a little more practice, a little more encouragement, keeping an eye on things. And they do go to a school where there is no homework. But one thing that I suggested when we were in the meeting because one of his goals is about starting in the right spot on a line. And it's also about spatial awareness between his words and his letters. 
And so I said, what I might do is buy one of those books that has the blue lines and the red lines. And sorry, I know that this is boring parent chat for some of you, but I just wanted to share what I'm going to be doing with him just to hopefully encourage him a little bit with his writing. Buy one of those books that has the lines and I'm going to write notes to him and just leave it in his room. And if he's inclined, he can write a note back to me, but I'm not going to put any pressure on it. But I thought that might be something that he would enjoy because he's such a mummy's boy and he loves special things between us. Like when he went to his dad's, this rotation, he went wearing one of my rings that has my birthstone. <laughs> It'd be a miracle if it comes back. And I was wearing the matching ring that has his birthstone. And he's just like a sweet little bit of me. And so I think that he'll really like that idea of having like a bit of a secret communications book. And of course, I will do the same for his brother. But um, yeah, I thought that might be a nice way to introduce some writing activities without him feeling like I am forcing him to do something he doesn't want to do. I personally, and this is not going to be everyone's opinion, but I personally don't really stress over these sorts of things. Yes, of course, I don't want him to fall behind or struggle because I am well aware how important the skill of literacy is. But I also think it's a bit like toilet training, right? Someone's going to come at me for saying this. But I think it's the sort of thing that once he gets, he's not going to revert and go backwards. So yes, he might take a little bit longer. He might need a little bit more support and encouragement and maybe even tutoring. But once he gets it, he'll have it just like toilet training. So many parents over the years have reached out and said, you know, like, oh, my kids are really struggling. They're not getting this toilet training concept as fast as other kids are. And I always say to them, you know, because often these kids will be two or three or three and a half, sometimes four, like one day they will get it. It will click and they're not going to regress permanently. Like anything in life, when a child is learning a skill, it can be two steps forward and one step back. But one day it will click and you probably won't even realize it. And then a couple of days will pass and you're like, oh my gosh, I think they've got it. And then weeks and then months and then they never go back. And it's very unlikely that a child who is struggling with toilet training at two or three or four is still going to be wearing nappies when they start school. And so whilst I want to support him and encourage him and he is part of a program at the school to help him with his, his spatial awareness and things like that, I, um, I also just don't stress over it. And I'm very communicative with the kids about that fact. You know, I really focus on their strengths. And I also think the world that kids are growing up in now and that we exist in is so different to the world that we lived in you know like when I was in primary school of course yes while we had you know I had the internet when I was younger I actually remember getting the internet so I didn't have it in primary school but we had encyclopedias <laughs> my dad still has them so if we wanted to know something about a project we'd have to go and get that encyclopedia whereas the boys are growing up in a world where they're going to have access to that information at their fingertips same as spelling and like voice to text translation. And I'm just really big on reminding them that there are so many different ways to be smart and the way that one learns is great and the way that the other one learns is great as well. And I just never try and compare them. You know, I've never pulled out their report cards in front of them and like 
done an obvious comparison on them. I really do try and treat them as individuals. And I think that's just, it's the nature of the beast, particularly when you have a, have a twin and they do go to such a small school. There's only a handful of kids their age. So when my little one who is struggling a bit has brought that up, because I don't want that to be an issue that he gets worried about going to school. You know, I want to have a lot of dialogue with him so that if one of the reasons he's afraid to go to school or get out of the car is a fear of not being good or not being intelligent. So I want to have a lot of conversations with him. And so I'm always saying to them, you know, at your school, it's such a special and it's such a great school, but there are only a handful of kids your age. And if you went to a school where there were hundreds and hundreds of kids, there would be many more children who would be in your group who would be your ability. It might just feel a little more lonely being the one or, you know, or the one or the two that are at the bottom, you know, and kids, kids are so perceptive. They can pick up on where they sit in a class, even if it's not being, um, you know, directed at them. They know, they know, they know their abilities. So anyway, that was a long winded way because as I said, one of my girlfriends is going through this as well. And she was feeling a bit upset about having to have a meeting with the school and just feeling a bit like, oh, why is my kid so sensitive? And so I wanted to touch on that, to touch on comparing kids. Don't do it. It's a slippery slope. And to also encourage other parents to read um, the book by Eileen Aron, The Highly Sensitive Child. It might be helpful for you if you are raising a really empathetic, sensitive kid. What else? So for me personally, since moving, I really have felt a shift in this house, a shift for the better. Something I have found is coming more naturally to me is just wanting and craving more silence. I think in the past I have used um, technology to fill silences, you know, to always have a podcast or an audio book or music playing and while I love all of those things, I think sometimes I've done that just to escape either feeling lonely or to escape any thoughts that might be coming up for me. And since living here, I have found that I have just craved silence and less switching focus from one task to another. I'm really trying not to be like frenetically multitasking because when you're multitasking you're never doing anything well you're just jumping from one task to the other so that's been a bit of a change for me and something that I'm working on and also just trying to have less time on my phone the other day like two days ago I sat down and I thought I just feel like writing and I've started writing on a topic which I'll talk about at a later date but it is just pouring out of me and I am so enjoying and I'm finding it really cathartic. But this thing that I've started to create and it's just coming very easily. And so there will be something new soon for the fray. It will probably take a couple of months because it's a big thing. But yeah, I'm really, really enjoying writing. And maybe that is just like a pure um, reflection of having more silence because you just can't have creativity drop in if you are continually stimulated. It's important to kind of be a little bit bored or to just be quiet and to allow those ideas to come and tap you on the shoulder, as Elizabeth Gilbert would say in Big Magic. 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Now speaking of big magic, because it's a book, there are four books I wanted to recommend in this episode for you. The first is The Atlas of the Heart. I'm sure that's what it's called. Now I'm questioning it. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up, but I'm pretty sure it's The Atlas of the Heart, not The Anatomy of the Heart. That wouldn't make sense. Um, by the Queen, Brene Brown. I am obviously like a huge Brene Brown fan, as I'm sure that so many of you are. I think her work on vulnerability has been incredibly life-changing. And yes, that book is called Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. I have gone for the audio version because I like the fact that Brene reads it. And in this book in particular, like I've got all of her books on audio, but in this book in particular, it feels like she's really comfortable sort of talking you through the book. She'll reiterate certain points and read it to you in the way that you would probably read it to yourself. And if you listen to it, that will make sense when you start listening. But the idea, well, the the concept of Atlas of the Heart is really about understanding how important it is to name and identify the different feelings and emotions that we as humans have. It's really fascinating. Brene talks about the fact that when she began researching this book, they had a test group of people and on average people could only identify three emotions, happy, sad and angry. And then as she researched further and further and understood the power of actually naming and understanding all sorts of emotions and experiences and how our ability to process and feel and make space for this wide spectrum of emotions that we all go through really requires us to have the vocabulary to explain what we are in and to understand what we are in. And so I have just been so enjoying listening to that Atlas of the Heart. I've not finished it. I will but I feel very safe in recommending that book to you because she can do no wrong. The next book that I would like to encourage you to either purchase as a hard copy or again, the audio version is fantastic, is The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. This book is a favorite of mine and I've started listening to it again. Martha reads the audio version as well and it just feels like a big warm hug from like a grandma from someone who loves you and the way of integrity as you might assume from the title is all about how to live in line with your true integrity and each and every single chapter has like light bulb moments for me when I listen to it and I'm sure that they will for you as well. I will read you the little blurb about this book that's on Martha's website. So it says, best-selling author, life coach, and sociologist Martha Beck explains why integrity, which is being in harmony with ourselves, is the key to a meaningful and joyful life. 
As Martha Beck says in her book, integrity is the cure for psychological suffering, period. In the way of integrity, Beck presents a four-stage process that anyone can use to find integrity and with it a sense of purpose, emotional healing and a life free of mental suffering. Much of what plagues us, people pleasing, staying in stale relationships, negative habits, all point to what happens when we are out of touch with what truly makes us feel whole. Inspired by the divine comedy, Beck uses Dante's classic hero's journey as a framework to break down the process of attaining personal integrity into small but manageable steps. Martha shows us how to read our internal signals that lead us towards our true path and to recognize what we actually yearn for versus what our culture sells us. With techniques tested on hundreds of her clients, Beck brings her expertise as a social scientist, life coach, and human to help readers to uncover what integrity looks like in their own lives. She takes us on a spiritual adventure that not only will change the direction of our lives, but bring us to a place of genuine happiness. I really recommend this book. And if you have the blueprint, you will probably be across some of Martha's work because I'm pretty sure in the intuition section, I reference her. The next book I will recommend is A Carnival of Snackery by David Sedaris. I cannot remember if I've shared this book before in a podcast episode and Lord knows I don't have the um, self-tolerance to listen back to past episodes. It's really a punish to listen to your own voice on like a recording. But A Carnival of Snackery by David Sedaris is a book that I love having because it is a book you can pick up. You can, of course, read it cover to cover, but you can pick it up and read any section anytime and you can just read a bite, like a couple of pages, a section of it, and then put it down. And basically this book, A Carnival of Snackery, is a collection of bits and pieces from David Sedaris's journals over a certain time period. And they're just observations. You know, he's just a very interesting man. Um, and he just records little observations that happen in his life. And it just reminds me every time I read a section of it to look up and look at what is going on around me and how fascinating life is and how interesting the people are that we might cross paths with. So that's a book that I think is really great if you, for whatever reason, maybe you're a new parent or you've just got all of the mental tabs open or you just don't consider yourself much of a reader. Like maybe you just don't have that mental um, width right now, mental bandwidth, (laughs) me, to really invest in a story or take on anything too heavy, but you just want to be able to have a book that you can dip in and out of, get you off your phone at night and it's light, it's humorous. Um, And the kids really like some parts of this book. I have to be very selective with what I might read to them because there are definitely parts of it that are entirely inappropriate for children but some parts of it they just laugh and laugh and at night one of the boys in particular will say mum what about just a page or two from David Sedaris and it sounds very cute coming out of his mouth the next book again I can't remember if I've recommended it or not here but I will just touch on it quickly again is Love Stories by Trent Dalton now that I've said it out loud I'm sure I've recommended it but it's a beautiful book it's a collection of 
love stories, as one might gather from the title. Trent Dalton is a wonderful, wonderful author. He he just writes so beautifully that you feel like you're there. And so these collection of love stories are really varied and there are stories in there that will make you smile, make you laugh. And definitely if you're a emotional being like I am, even make you just well up with tears. So love stories is a beautiful one as well. Next up, I have been listening to a playlist on Spotify that I want to share with you. Now, I am fully aware that I have a very eclectic taste when it comes to music. One minute I can be playing something, you know, totally left of center and the next minute I want Whitney Houston on. But lately when I'm working, I have end of an evening, I've been playing a Spotify playlist called Candlelight Jazz. And it's a three hour playlist and it's songs like um, Moon River, Louis Armstrong, um, there's some Amy Winehouse in there, all songs that you will absolutely know. That one from Notting Hill, She, it's called, you'll know it when you hear it. But I have just really enjoyed this playlist. So I'm playing it to death because this is what I do. I love something hard and I go all in and then I move on from it. But I thought I would share that with you because if you're sick of the playlists I've shared in the past that have more like 80s and things like that, you might really enjoy this for a change of pace. And if you're working from home or just wanting to wind down and it's just nice to have playing of an evening with nice lighting, a candle on, maybe having a glass of wine as you potter around the house, I've been loving it. Next up, two Instagram accounts that I'm going to share with you that I've been enjoying lately. One is called CoStar. It's actually called CoStar Astrology. And I came across this account because I heard about it on Armchair Expert. And I thought, oh, I'll jump over and check it out. And I found myself actually scrolling through and reading and smiling. I'm not super woo-woo when it comes to astrology. Like I don't live my life by it or anything like that. I don't know much about other star signs other than myself, um, other than my own star sign. But this account, when they mentioned it on Armchair Expert, they said that it's one where they always feel like it's accurate. So I jumped over and had a look and they've got over a million followers. So this is a very basic recommendation. Many of you probably follow it already, but I really like this as an astrology Instagram account in my feed because they have very simple tiles. Like for example, they've got making plans and then they have all of the star signs and it's like making plans. Aries is always very late or very early. Taurus, their 10 year plan is to move to the woods with their partner. Gemini has a mile long mental list of places to go in any given situation. Cancer takes it personally if you're even five minutes late. Leo starts planning their next birthday party the day after their birthday. Virgo schedules time to let loose. Libra keeps their options open until they are forced to commit. Scorpio leaves you in the dark about whether they'll show up. Sagittarius Plans are more like suggestions. Capricorn is booked until 2030. Aquarius doesn't like to cage their desires. 
Pisces has six marriage pacts in case they're single at age 40. And so they've got all all of these different ones, like white lies, overanalyzing, craves, treats their relationships as. And so I just like having it in my feed. And I thought maybe you would as well. So that is co-star astrology. Now, the other account that I'm going to recommend is not going to be for everyone because I told my sister to follow it and she's like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't find it funny, but I think it's really funny. It is a satire account called Nori's Black Book. And so it's meant to be Northwest as in Kanye West or yay West. Poor guy. Seems very problematic at the moment. Um, And Kim Kardashian's eldest daughter, Northwest. But it's a parody satire account and they post images and then write the captions as if it's coming from North. And it's just funny. I've seen this on the Kardashians as well, but I always, yeah, just find it quite entertaining. Like the latest one is a snippet of Kim's Vogue magazine, like exclusive house tour. And so the caption says, hey guys, I gave Vogue an exclusive look into my scrapbook because it's a video of Kim with baby scrapbooks. It's got typical baby scrapbook things like my first trip to the zoo, my first Balmain blazer, my first Vogue photo shoot, and the first time I fired Chris. We will not be reviewing those other kids' scrapbooks because they don't exist. These are just props. Look, I tried for hours. I had the Malikas. (laughs) searching for pictures and articles and there's just no material we could barely find a picture of sam between the three of them i was only able to fill about half a page now if you don't like if you're not across the kardashians that's not going to be funny for you but if you're across them you'll be like oh yeah i get it that's funny sam is obviously a dig at one of the son's names which is sam and the malikas is a reference to Chloe's friend one is called Malika and then she's got a sister anyway Nori's black book if you are a Kardashian stan and you're across it you might find that funny having that in your feed if we have a similar sense of humor so those are two accounts that you might like to check out next up I have two podcast recommendations but these don't come from me these come directly from one of my most favorite people in the whole world my grandma who listens to the podcast and listens specifically to the dating podcasts but we had a chat for like two hours yesterday and there were two podcasts that she recommended to me that I'm going to be checking out I haven't checked them out yet but she strongly recommended The Lady Vanishes and also Conversations which is an ABC podcast she said it's just conversations with really interesting people and their backstories and their lives and The Lady Vanishes is a crime podcast that I have heard about before but I haven't listened to but she's got great taste So I feel very safe in recommending those straight from my grandma to you. All right, a couple of other things before I get stuck into the journal prompts. If you haven't signed up for our free Friday newsletter, please make sure you do. Do it right now. It will take you two seconds. The link is in the bio. Um, If you want to hit pause and then come back for the journal prompts, do that or just do it now while we're chatting. So basically every Friday I will be sending out an email. And this is content that you will only get if you are on that email list. So I've sent out things like a very easy hack to check in with yourself, a reminder that I have on my phone that makes the world of difference to me, 
I've spoken about how to manage all of those mental taps that pop up. We send book recommendations. It's just like a place where it's exclusive, I guess, content is the word, and it varies. Sometimes it's recipes. Um, Yeah, it really does vary. But the reason I want to encourage you to sign up is not this Friday, but next Friday, we're going to start sending out random click Friday emails where we have a code where one person, so you've got to be quick and it could happen at any time on the Friday, right? So you've just got to be high alert for your email on the Friday and be the first person to use the code to get a completely free copy of the blueprint. So sign up to the newsletter and then be quick on the trigger, be noticing, checking in with your inbox and try because you might be the first person to use that code. So we're going to set up a code for 100% off, but one use only. So someone who signs up will get that. Speaking of codes, if you haven't yet got the blueprint, you can use the code PODCAST, all in capitals for a saving. The blueprint is our self-paced journaling experience, and I'm going to be sharing three prompts from the blueprint with you today. So you can use that code PODCAST, all in capitals. And last but not least, every Tuesday at midday, I'm doing live chats in our free Facebook group. It's just a really casual sit down and I feel like it's very candid because obviously it's a live chat and I never know what people are going to ask or comment or bring to the table and I'm really enjoying it. So if you're not in our Frey podcast Facebook group, it's completely free to join. Join it. If you hate it, you can absolutely leave. You don't have to stick around, but you might like it. I have found over the last couple of weeks, women are really using that group in a really positive way. There was a post in there from one of our members that made me so happy, so happy about her finally getting to a place where she is not going to let her ideals about her body hold her back from actually living and experiencing things. It was just a really beautiful post. So definitely come over to the Frey Facebook group. Link is in the bio for that as well. All right, three journal prompts that I want to offer up to you today. As I said, these come directly from our Blueprint program. In that program, you can learn about your top values, your core values. And once you have those identified, you'll have your three to five words that are unique to you. And it's really nice. Like I have my three words and I lean on them and I love them and they really help me make decisions. So if you have the blueprint, work through your values so that you know those. And if you don't have the blueprint, that is totally okay. Still use these prompts to see what comes up for you. Prompt number one, a life aligned with my values looks like dot, dot, dot. Really think about that one. What does a life that completely aligns, completely goes hand in hand with your true values look like for you? You might find that you want to answer this question with really broad and generalized, kind like you know, like a broad and generalized type of response or a more abstract response, and that's great. Or you might like to go really granular, you know, and really be specific. A life aligned with my values looks like waking up at this time. It looks like doing this first thing of a morning. It looks like then doing this. Really allow yourself 
to daydream and access that part of you that craves and desires and wants more from life? What does a life aligned with your values really look like? Number two, someone I admire in life is dot, 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 fill in the blanks, because now with this prompt, it might be someone that you know personally, you know, it might be your romantic partner, might be a sibling, your best friend, a grandparent, your own parent, your child. You might automatically think of someone that you know, but you might not. You might think of someone who you have more of a parasocial relationship with, you know, such as an author or a speaker. And that's great as well. What I want you to do is to get really, really granular. Go to the micro details of why you admire that person, even if you don't know them well. Because what it is that you describe and list out and project to be the things that you admire will give you so much insight into what you value. So really sit with that one. Who is someone that you admire? Tell me about them. Write on it. Journal on it. Think about it for a couple of minutes as you walk or just go about your life. And maybe you'll have a whole heap of people come up for you and that's brilliant. But don't move on once you answer the initial question of, oh, I admire these three to five people. Really think about why do you admire them? What qualities do they possess that you truly value? Because that's going to give you a real insight into what it is that you value and you want more of for yourself and in your own life, I think. Last but not least, number three, I want people to remember me as dot, dot, dot. What is it that you would like people to think of when they think of you? Is it that you want them to think you're really kind and compassionate? Or would you really feel very proud if someone remembered you as being outspoken and extroverted? Just sit with that one. How do you want people to remember you? Again, that's going to speak directly to what it is that you value and what it is that's a top priority in your life and give you an insight into what your true definition of success for you in this current stage of your life is. So those are three prompts. As I said, you might like to journal on them a couple of times, or you might like to just think about it as you go about your business. If you enjoyed those prompts, definitely check out the blueprint. It is a written experience, but it comes with a workbook and it also comes in a full audio form. So there's about four hours of audio, like four separate kind of podcast, basically tracks that you can listen into that cover a variety of topics from beliefs to intuition, to inspired action um, self-identity habits. There's so much in there, but there are those journaling prompts as well that are going to help you to develop that really helpful tool for self-awareness and reflection and growth of journaling, um, and to access 
to access that stuff for yourself. So the blueprint is available via thefray.com, F-R-A-E.com. And again, use that code podcast, all in capitals, and make sure you sign up to our Fray Friday newsletter. And maybe you could be the one who gets to use that 100% off code. All right. I really appreciate you listening to this solo episode. It's definitely a mixed bag, but I appreciate it. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 